country of the sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Sunday, April the 19th, 2020. I want to thank everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on uh, YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you're following on all social media platforms. You can find the show at Catch, Hook, Shoot. Head to patreon.com slash catch, hook, shoot for bonus content and prowrestlingtees.com slash catch, hook, shoot for all your t-shirt needs. And if you ever want to send an email, it's catch, hook, shoot at gmail.com. Uh, so starting off the show on kind of a sad note uh, today, just a couple of days ago, we lost the uh, the greatest wrestling ring announcer of all time, Howard Finkel, uh, passed away at the age of 69, and just uh, very, very sad news. I mean, uh, anybody, you know, in my age group who's a, uh, a wrestling fan grew up with uh, Howard Finkel's ring announcing, and, you know, he, he just... Uh, was the greatest of all time. I mean, anytime you hear somebody use use the phrase and new uh, champion for, for any promotion or championship, I mean, that that is taken directly from Howard Finkel. He, he is the one who made that phrase, uh, just made it his own, basically. And uh, just a very, very distinctive voice. Like I said, as far as ring announcers go, greatest of all time. And, uh, you know, thoughts and condolences to... Uh, Howard Finkel's friends and family, and of course the the entire WWF or WWE community, um, and you know just the wrestling community in general. I think pretty much everybody uh, who's who's been a fan for a significant amount of time uh, pretty much grew up with Howard Finkel. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, definitely a huge loss to the wrestling community. And uh, rest in peace, Howard Finkel. So I uh, really don't have a match of the week this week believe it or not there was just uh i don't know really wasn't anything that jumped out at me as match of the week to to make me say oh you know people have to see this i mean that's kind of what i always say is you know go out of your way to see this match or or whatever but uh, there really wasn't anything that just kind of grabbed me like that this week i don't know maybe uh, maybe my uh maybe i'm just uh going a little too stir crazy being stuck in the house and it's not uh just not uh just not catching my attention like it normally does but uh yeah so gonna forego the match of the week this week and just get right into the next segment of the show which is the uh top three highlights or lowlights or whatever you want to call it my uh yeah my top three stories of the week and of course i am talking about the three count First up on the three count today is the promo from SmackDown by Sonya Deville. Um, I I was very impressed. I mean, um, you know, we uh, Sonya is one that we don't get to hear on the mic all that often. I mean, not that she's never spoken or anything, but uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty obvious to everybody the the 
the star of that team, so to speak, uh, of Fire and Desire was Mandy Rose. Now they've been split up, obviously, with the the feud going on between Dolph Ziggler and Otis from Heavy Machinery. And, uh, yeah, I I thought, you know, the promo from Sonya Deville talking about how she's tired of being in Mandy's shadow, basically tired of coming out to her, her ring music and all this kind of thing and, you know, kind of playing second fiddle to Mandy. And it just, it, I just thought it was a hell of a promo. It was a highlight of SmackDown this week. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a pretty good, uh, good rivalry with these two between Sonya and Mandy. So hopefully it, it will continue you know to to conclusion so uh, we'll have to see how that uh, how that all works itself out there but i'm i'm looking forward to it uh next up i don't talk about uh um being the elite the uh, the youtube show from the young bucks all that often on the show but uh yeah i'm 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 liking what what they've been doing this past week uh they're up to their 199th episode and this week it was in three parts they released over three days earlier in the week uh, leading up to their 200th episode, which should be dropping tomorrow, I believe, on Monday, and uh, yeah, the uh, I guess the uh, the main event, so to speak, of being the Elite episode 200 is going to be a singles match between Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, something that hasn't happened in uh, quite a long time. And if you don't follow Being the Elite, I definitely suggest checking it out, especially the last couple of weeks because they've been having matches on the show from the ring that they have set up on their property. Um, you know, SoCal Uncensored's been wrestling on there along with, you know, Peter Avalon and uh, uh, various other uh, kind of lower mid-card guys for, you know, like Brandon Cutler and, and people like that, you know, uh, from, from AEW. But, uh, you know, they've been putting on some, some, some pretty good matches, I gotta say. So uh, if you don't normally check out Being the Elite, definitely check it out coming up uh, this week or go back and watch the old episodes too. But uh, yeah, the one coming up tomorrow should be should be pretty interesting. Matt Jackson versus Nick Jackson for the first time, and I think they said it was like eight years that they've wrestled against each other. Uh, and third on three count, uh, obviously would have to be the uh, all the WWE releases that happened this week. Um, I think at last count it was up to fifty four people that had been furloughed or released by WWE, and that's just like wrestling talent that that's just people that are part of the wrestling product from WWE that's not even counting office employees so I don't know if how how uh it's affected their office staff I'm sure it has to some extent but uh yeah just on the wrestling side uh it it has uh like I said I believe the number is up to 54 people that have either been uh, basically laid off or let go um and I mean, it's just, it's crazy, and I'll be talking a little bit more about that later on in the show, and going over some the list of some of the names. But uh, for right now, let's get into what's been going on in wrestling this week. On uh, Raw, we saw Asuka, Shayna Baszler, and Nia Jax advance to the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match for the uh, Money in the Bank pay per view coming up in about three weeks. On the men's side, we saw Rey Mysterio. Um, or no, I'm sorry, on the men's side, we're going to have qualifying matches this week. Rey Mysterio versus Buddy Murphy, Aleister Black versus Austin Theory, and Apollo Crews versus MVP coming up this week. Uh, we also saw the formation of a new faction on Monday Night Raw with, uh, well, not really a new faction. I mean, they've been uh, teaming together for, for a little bit here, but looks like it's going to be an official full-time faction now, which is Andrade, Angel Garza, and Austin Theory. Um... Yeah, and I saw online some people 
you know, uh, comparing it to uh, Los Ingobernables, which is a, a faction in Mexico that Andrade was actually a founding member of. Uh, now, obviously, I don't think they're going to use that name in WWE, but, uh, you know, that's kind of the direction they're going with uh, um, Zelina Vega as their manager. So I'm I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Andrade, of course, the current U.S. champion. Uh, now, Garza and Theory, I don't know if they'll use them as a tag team to continue going after the tag team titles. Um, I don't think either one of them will go after the Cruiserweight title because that's an exclusive to NXT now. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this uh, group is going to move forward. So I'll have to keep an eye on that one. And uh, also on Raw, we saw Seth Rollins kind of throw himself back into the WWE Championship picture uh, with an attack on Drew McIntyre. And... Uh, you know, I know some people have an issue with this. They want to see somebody new in the title picture. But I, I wouldn't look for any big changes like that to happen right now. You know, I, I think they're going to probably go with the tried and true formula, stick with what works, and that kind of thing for the most part. You know, so I don't think we're going to see any brand new faces uh, pop into the title picture anytime soon while we're having these empty arena shows and things like that. Um, I don't think we're going to see anything like that until it gets back to uh, more or less business as usual, if it ever does fully get back to that point. But uh, yeah, so it looks like Seth Rollins is going to be the next challenger for Drew McIntyre's WWE Championship. On NXT, we saw the debut of Timothy Thatcher, which was kind of a cool surprise, uh, taking the place of Pete Dunne, teaming with Matt Riddle to defend the NXT Tag Team titles. Uh, of course, Pete Dunne over in the UK, not able to travel for obvious reasons. So, uh, yeah, it looks like Timothy Thatcher is going to be taking his place as uh, one half of the Tag Team Champions with Matt Riddle, and they did retain against the Undisputed Era. Uh, we also saw the debut of Killer Cross this week uh, attacking Tommaso Ciampa backstage while Ciampa was talking about uh, his match from last week with Johnny Gargano. Um, and apparently Cross's new name is Carrion Cross. Uh, so I wasn't expecting that one. I, I did mention on the show when they announced that he had been signed that I did not think they'd let him keep the Killer Cross name just because they, uh, yeah, WWE tends to shy away from stuff like that. So uh, I thought they might go with the name, the name Kevin Cross, which he's used previously on Independence and things like that. But uh, yeah, Carrion Cross. So uh, interesting, interesting choice there. I'm wondering, you know, who's, uh, whose brainchild that was. Was it Cross's idea? Was it WWE's idea? Was it a combination of the two? But uh, either way, Killer Cross has debuted and uh, looked like Scarlett Bordeaux was with them. You really you didn't see her face. Um, but uh, judging by the, the shoes that the person was wearing, I'd say it was probably Scarlett. Um, and then uh, next week we're getting a match, uh, what I would call a dream match between Finn Balor and Velveteen Dream. So I can't uh, can't wait to see these two get in there and tear it up. That's going to be an amazing match. Um, also, we had the first uh, first match of the interim cruiserweight championship tournament. Uh, Kira Tazawa defeated uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. So uh, Tozawa so far is one and zero. Remember, this is a round robin style tournament. So the two uh, the two blocks are uh, the A block consists of Kushida, Drake Maverick, Tony Nice, and Jake Atlas. Uh, none of those matches have taken place yet. The B block is uh, Swerve Scott and Tozawa. Like I said, they had the first match this week. Jack Gallagher and El Hijo del, del Fantasma. So uh, he that, this will be his debut. And there was originally. Uh, I believe he was originally supposed to debut without his mask. I don't know if he was going to be under his real name or what name he's going to be using, but apparently they have uh, kind of switched gears on that, and he will be wrestling under the mask under his uh, 
uh, Ijo del Fantasma uh, persona. Now, uh, he also wrestled for Lucha Underground, those of you that, uh, that were fans of Lucha Underground as King Cuerno, so uh, he's a fantastic in-ring performer, can't wait to see him make his NXT debut, um, and yeah, the, basically, like I said, there's two blocks, and each person in each block wrestles everybody else in their block, and at the end of that, whoever has the best one-loss records from each block will go against each other for the championship, so kind of kind of taking a page out of New Japan's book for this uh, this particular tournament that they're having. Uh, moving on to SmackDown, we saw Braun Strowman as a guest on A Moment of Bliss with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and uh, he was uh, basically gifted a black sheet mask from uh, from Bray Wyatt. Bray kind of playing his uh, his typical mind games with Braun Strowman, and uh, Braun is going to be defending the Universal Title against Bray Wyatt at the Money in the Bank pay per view in a couple of weeks. We also saw Tamina Snuka defeat Sasha Banks, so she earns a title match against Bayley for the SmackDown Women's title at, uh, at Money in the Bank. And from SmackDown, we saw uh, Dana Brooke and Daniel Bryan qualify for the Money in the Bank Money in the Bank matches. Uh, we also saw another appearance from this hooded figure that uh, that has been popping up and causing kind of uh, video glitches and things like that on on SmackDown. Um, now I've, I've already made my guess. I think it's Ali just based on the symbol that they showed, just the circle of lights. It uh, looks like uh, the same same circle of lights that's in the, the glove that Ali wears. But, you know, could be wrong. Don't know. But, uh, yeah, he made another appearance this week and kind of teasing, hinting at uh, tag team breaking up. He, he used the, uh, the old cliche, you know, people keep their friends close and some keep their enemies closer and was showing pictures of all the different tag teams on SmackDown. So um, you know, it looks like it looks like that's kind of gonna be this guy's MO. I mean his first act was basically to split up Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. He was the one that uh exposed Sonya and Dolph Ziggler's kind of conspiracy to uh you know to keep uh Mandy away from Otis and things like that. So it, it looks like this guy's uh mo might be to to try to split up uh split up tag teams so i'm interested to see who he's going to go for next uh, and then talking about tag teams we've got uh brand new tag team champions on smackdown the new day uh have j uh just won the uh smackdown tag team titles in a three-way match um an interesting three-way match it was uh, a singles match it was Big E versus the miz versus uh i think it was jay uso or jimmy U one of the usos <laughs> but uh yeah, whichever one did not wrestle at WrestleMania, basically, from each team, uh, was in this match. And, yeah, Big E ended up getting the pinfall on The Miz, so uh, the New Day are now eight-time WWE Tag Team Champions. Uh, talking about Money in the Bank, an interesting uh, little twist put on the Money in the Bank ladder matches this year. Uh, instead of just a straight ladder match, these matches are going to be held at the uh, WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. And basically the match is going to start on the ground floor and the wrestlers are going to have to fight their way up to the roof, which is where the briefcases are going to be. So uh, definitely interesting. I will be checking it out. I'm curious to see how that's going to work. I'm thinking it's pretty obvious these are going to be some more of those cinematic type matches. Um, I said before, I really hope WWE does not overdo these type of matches. Um, you know, I don't think this one's going to be so special effects laden like the Firefly Funhouse match or the uh, the Boneyard match. I think it would be more along the lines of the uh, Edge and Randy Orton match from WrestleMania. 
you know, kind of, it was kind of like the cinematic type match, but it was still a straight up, you know, fight between these two guys. So I'm thinking this is probably going to be the same way. Uh, but <clears throat> one thing I will give them with the, uh, with these type of matches, it does give them the opportunity for some, some interesting camera angles and uh, just to give the matches a different look and a different feel. So I, I'm definitely curious to see how the Money in the Bank match is going to look. Moving on to AEW, we saw Lance Archer uh, defeated Colt Cabana to advance in the TNT title tournament. And uh, also saw a, uh, an empty arena match, a totally empty arena match. It was just the two wrestlers and the referee. Um, John Moxley defeated Jake Hager to successfully defend his AEW World Championship. Uh, and I, honestly, I thought this would have been my pick for match of the week. But uh, I don't know. The match... it. It just it uh, didn't get the greatest response online. A lot of people thought it was boring. Um, you know, I myself, I mean, it, it was a decent match. It, it just didn't, like I said, there wasn't any matches on TV this week that really grabbed my attention like that and said, you know, I think everybody needs to see this match. So, uh, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, match of the week, I'm sure we'll be back next week. And uh, moving into Impact, they've announced that their Rebellion pay-per-view is actually no longer a pay-per-view. Uh, they're kind of, well, they're going the WrestleMania route in that they're making it a two-night event. But it's going to be airing during their normal time slot on Tuesdays on Access TV. So it's going to be taking place starting this Tuesday and then continuing next Tuesday. So it uh, should be... Should be pretty pretty cool to watch. Um, one thing I did notice when I was looking at the rundown of the matches for Rebellion, though, uh, originally Tessa Blanchard was supposed to be defending the Impact World title against Michael Elgin and Eddie Edwards. Uh, apparently that match is not taking place. Um, from what I read, Impact did tape several weeks of television all in one shot, and Tessa Blanchard was not at those tapings from what I read. And they've got enough TV now to go all the way through July. Uh, but Tessa was not at those tapings, so it's looking like uh, we're not going to see an Impact World title match for, for a good, you know, three months or so. Um, so I'm just wondering how how that's going to work um, or, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, one match on this card I'm really looking forward to is, uh, number one, Kylie Ray's, uh, well, not her Impact debut. It was supposed to be her pay-per-view debut taking on uh, Kiara Hogan. That should be a fantastic match between those two women, as well as uh, a Full Metal Mayhem match between Jordan Grace and uh, and Taya Valkyrie for the Impact Knockouts title. Jordan Grace is probably my one of my top two favorite women's wrestlers in the world right now. The other one would be Tessa Blanchard. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to those two matches in particular. But uh, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you have not checked out Impact recently, give them another shot because they, they put out some, some very, very good wrestling. It's definitely worth a look. So that's going to do it pretty much for uh, the news and, and rumors of the week. So right now I am going to throw it over to Charlie G. And he is here, as always, with your Indie Cut. Thank you, Tom, and hey, the wrestling friends. I am Charlie G with your Indie Cut. Uh, there is very little indie wrestling action this week to recap, so let's get to it. With Pro Wrestling NOAA Glo Global Tag League Day 4 from April 13th. Uh, back at the NOAA TV studios. Uh, only two matches of Kieto Kuma Kimiya and Shikuo Tanaguchi. 
defeated Dr. Wagner Jr. and Rene Dupree. And in block B, it was Go Shiozaki and Kaisuku Go Nakajima defeating Hideki Sakin and Ta Takashi Sergura. Uh, next was day five on the 14th of April. Uh, what for four matches of Dr. Wagner Jr. and Rene Dupree defeating Masaki Mozuku and Namichi Marafuji. In block B, it was Go Shiozaki and Kaisiko Nakajima defeating Daisuke Sakamoto and Yasuki Unomura. In block A, it was Kanoi and Masa Kitami Takatima defeating Kaito Kima and Shiki Kanaguchi. And in block B, it was Hideki Sakai and Takashi Sagura defeating Akatashi Saito and Masa Inoi. Uh, then back in the States on the 14th of April. Uh, Limitless Pandemic at the Dojo 3. Uh, not sure how they are showing these, if at all, but they it comes up where I find my matches. Uh, Mike Law defeated Mac Daniels. Uh, Steven Azure and Steven Somerset defeated Jalen Braden and Jervain Jordan. Uh, Eric Johnson defeated Dylan Nix. And Alec Price defeated Kennedy Copeland. Uh, as for OWE, they did run three shows this week, but they are going the old TNA route of charging about $2.99 per show or free on Fight Plus. Uh, since I don't have that, I can't watch it. So, uh, so good luck to them going in that direction. Uh, then if you are looking for some shows from the indies, AAW did put out a show from April 8th, 2017. Featuring Matt Riddle and Michael Elgin uh, on YouTube. And then on Rise, also on YouTube, put a collection of matches showcasing Rise talents who passed through their ring on their way to the biggest stages in the universe. Uh, matches include Shayna Baszler versus Ray Lynn versus Duchess Azali, Chelsea Green versus Britt Baker, Deanna Peraza versus Trilina Melissa. Mia Yim with Kylie Ray versus Innie Harwell and Tessa Blanchard. Shotzi Blackheart versus Delilah Doom. And Mercedes Martinez versus Tony Storm. Uh, so that's it for the rest of the action. Uh, I had scrapped the idea for this week with so little to talk about, and a certain company seemed fit to do what was right for business at this time. Yeah, right. Uh, I came up with something different to talk about, and what ha and what has now become my independent wrestling viewing, and that is watching Fire Pro Wrestling World Twitch feeds. Yes, that's right. I watch video game wrestling simulation matches just to pass the time. Uh, since I don't have a PS4 or the ability to get the game on Steam, and playing Fire Pro Wrestling Returns on my PS2 can only do so much, I have turned to Twitch to Twitch finding some really good feeds of Fire Pro Wrestling. Uh, here are some with announcers. 
Uh, there's a guy, Ginger Pimpernel. Uh, on Monday, he actually did a cast with um, his guest Rosemary, who was with her partner, Andrew Everett. Uh, but all his shows have someone from the wrestling world to either play or set up matches during a time. And it is the best cast so far. Uh, he is usually during the afternoon here in the States, uh, but you can also check out his YouTube channel. That is Ginger Pimpernel. So check him out if you can. Uh, next up was his Wrestling Cup Classic. It is a mixed roster of cause and real wrestlers, but do a great commentary a couple times a week. Uh, it's a two-man booth if you're going to call it that. Then there's D. Wynn Woods Ghost. Uh, he has a pretty good feed of a mix of cause and, and real wrestlers a couple times a week. Then I just found this one on Thursday of Old School Old Fool. He has his own roster and storylines set for Thursday nights. And then there is SDAZ Ferrance who chats along with you and the show on Saturday nights. Uh, so if you can, check them out. Uh, there's a couple without, no, without commentary and that is Chaotic Persona and AFK Wrestling underscore wrestling, which is a pretty wild show of the whole roster rumble uh, Kind of long, but it's nice to see who is all in the game since I don't have it, it was nice and as I was writing For the show I noticed Black Label Pro seems to be getting doing their own fire pro matches live on Saturday night at 7 p.m. Central as well So check any of those out if you want, um, if you're just trying to find some other wrestling out there. Uh, that's actually a wrap for me. Till next time, if any any news or shows comes along the way, or any ideas I come up with, Tom, uh, thank you for watching or listening. Hope you enjoyed the cut. Stay safe, take care, and remember to wash your hands. Back to you, Tom. All right. Thanks a lot, Charlie, as always, for your contribution to the show. Cannot express my gratitude enough. Uh, and right now, I'm going to throw it to uh, an interview I conducted just a couple of days ago with, uh, yeah, like I said in the interview, one of my favorite uh, Twitter friends and just an all-around awesome person. And I am talking about the founder of uh, PW Empire Magazine. Her name is the Empress Ashley Rose Nova, and we'll throw it over to the interview right What's now. What's going on, everybody? This is Tom with Catch, Hook, and Shoot, and I am talking right now live via Skype with uh, one of my favorite Twitter friends, uh, Miss uh, the Empress Ashley Rose Nova. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing good, all things considered, you know, surviving. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, first and foremost, thank you very much for agreeing to come on the show. I've been meaning to ask you to come on for a long time i just haven't gotten around to it because well i'm lazy sometimes <laughs> oh no it's cool i mean we even talked about it in chicago you know the last time i was there so it's all good yeah yeah and it was it was great to see you last time you were here for the uh, the warrior wrestling event hopefully you can make it up here again sometime so uh let's dive right in start talking about you first and foremost so I, I i'm curious to know how did how did you first get uh get bitten by the wrestling bug so to speak uh i mean it's always been a part of my life to be honest with you 
Um, I mean, as a lot of people know, like I've had many, many different careers in my lifetime. I'm a lot older than people think, you know, I won't mm -hmm. disclose my age, but just know I am pretty old. <laughs> I won't and, ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as when my journalism career, um, I mean, as a journalist, I say I've been in it about maybe five, six years now as a pro wrestling journalist. Um, but, you know, I've, I've always, you know, been always in some been aspect part of the business. Yeah. I've always, you know, at the end of the day, we're all fans, you know, we're all oh, fans yeah. of the business. We all love, you know, we love this business. Endings, mm -hmm. you know, major promotions, we love it. It's just something you can't, you can't ever really shake. But, um, I mean, I, it's, it's always just been a part of my life. It's, um, Lucha Libre has always been a part of my household because my family, you know, some of them are, are from Mexico. So it is a big deal in my household. So it's always been okay. a part of me. Okay, so you, so you've been a fan from childhood, obviously. Then, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I jokingly say that you know, wrestling has always been a part of my life since you know I was in the womb. Because <laughs> you know <laughs> that's just how it is. Because that was my family source of entertainment. As far as you oh, know, yeah. promotions and training and stuff that eventually came later in life. Mm -hmm. um, but as a journalist, you know, I would say probably about maybe five years. Okay, awesome. And so as far as being a wrestling journalist, you said you've been in it for like four or five years. What uh, what inspired you to like start your own magazine, uh, which of course is uh, PW Empire, formerly known as Indie Empire? Well, um, I used to work at Still Chair, which is Vulture Hound in the UK. And, you know, I saw that there was a bunch of different pro wrestling magazines. You know, we have, you know, PWI. We had, at the time, I want to say we, I can't remember the other one. I think it was Fighting Spirit. You know, we, Calling the Shots, I think is one of them. You know, like, you know, shout out to everyone doing their thing when it comes mm -hmm. to pro wrestling, you know, and magazines. But I really just wanted a different magazine that was more focused on independent wrestling. Um, now we have expanded to Pro Wrestling Empire, which means we're going to cover indie wrestling just the same as major promotions. We're going to keep doing our thing like we were doing with at Indie Empire. That's not going to change. But we're going to add in, you know, AEW. We're going to add in Impact. We're going to add in other promotions, uh, major promotions into it too. But we will never stop our focus on indies and independence. But I just wanted something more feature-focused than opinion-focused. And that was my main goal. I just wanted something a little bit different, and I wanted something better for the indies. And that's honest truth. Oh, and that's awesome. I mean, that that's kind of kind of my same thinking with, with starting the podcast here. Because there, I mean... You know, fan-run podcasts are a dime a dozen when it comes to pro wrestling, and I'm aware of that. But, you know, mm -hmm. it's like I listen to all these other podcasts, and it's like, you know, er everybody is so partial one way or the other, whatever the issue is, which I get. Everybody's got their opinion, what they like, and I wanted to try to do something, like, 
impartial, like give an honest, unbiased opinion about everything I see going on in pro wrestling. So I, I definitely get get where you're where you're coming from as far as doing something different and and uh, from everything else out there. Yeah, and that's all I really wanted. I just want it better for talent. I want it better just for how do I say this? Um, I just want pro wrestling to be entertaining for everyone. I want everyone to enjoy it. Like, hey, you know, WWE may not be your cup of tea, but I can at least, you know, point you what may be your cup of tea in this industry. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted something more feature-based than opinion-based. Right. Um, because I've always been a feature-based writer. Um, when it comes to talent and pro wrestling, I very rarely write opinions. Like, my opinion on this, my opinion on that. At the end of the day, you know, I prefer something more factual. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Um, not knocking down anyone that does opinions, because I know plenty of writers in this industry that love doing opinion pieces, and hey, that's cool with me. You know, I'm not going to knock it down, but for me, I've always been about history, features, and highlighting people's careers, highlighting, you know, wrestling history, um, doing mm-hmm. interviews, too. That's always just been my my thing that I've enjoyed. Uh, analyzing matches on an unbiased term, you know. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. I mean, very simple. I just wanted a magazine that was more feature-based than opinion-based and maybe some coverage and some interviews. Yeah, no, and that that's awesome. That's definitely something that I that I think is is needed in the in the wrestling industry because there is so much stuff out there that's just a hundred percent opinion, and so much so there's so many people out there that have gotten to the point where they can't distinguish fact from opinion, and it's it's just kind of sad. <laughs> hey, like so, I said, you know. Go ahead. Hey, you know that's your cup of tea, man. By all means, enjoy it. But that's just never been me. Yeah. So you uh, um, just and this is just from, you know, reading your bio and stuff. But you you start before you were into uh, wrestling journalism, you were actually into comics, correct? Yeah, I was a comic book artist in in Indies. I did a lot of small um, horror comics. Um, I did sci fi as well. Um, I did a couple of, you know, pinups for different companies, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I was a comic book artist before. That's one of the things. And then eventually, I after that, you know, you kind of get burned out and a lot of things, you know, happen in life. And mm-hmm. I ended up bagging pro wrestling and I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> and that that was going to be my next question. Like, how did how did that transition happen from from uh, comic books to pro wrestling journalism? Uh, well, I always loved New Japan at the time. I always loved Puro. So I said, you know, there has to be something here. You know, they're just, I just wanted it. No matter what I did, I always kind of got back into pro wrestling. Um, One day I just got an offer from Dan from my fantasy sports talk, which was, um, you know, they, they are unfortunately closed. They've closed. I believe that they closed their site the beginning of the year, which is sad, you know, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed working with them because they did entertainment and sports. And what I loved about them was that they covered pro wrestling the way it used to be covered, which is kind of sports oriented. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really loved. And 
you know, Dan just came, you know, he was like, Hey, you know, if you want to give it a try, you know, come on over. I think you'd be great at it. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'll give it a try. And a lot of people were reading my articles there. Um, Cause he used to always give us the top trending in the ranking. And oh, okay, I started very... off writing. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, no, no. I just said that that's very cool that you got that, uh, that level of uh, information about your articles, but you know, keep going. <laughs> oh yeah. And um, I started off over there writing some NXT coverage. Um, I wrote about a lot of junior heavyweight articles, I, um, you know, cruiserweight, the cruiserweight division in WWE as well, which was 205 Live. It's still 205 Live, but I don't know if it's still going because honestly, I have not been paying attention <laughs> to WWE just with because I'm so busy, you know, but I do mm-hmm. catch, you know, NXT every now and then. I still catch, you know, like WWE every here and, you know, every so often now, but um, I eventually transitioned into New Japan and started writing New Japan articles for them. So there. Okay, cool. That That is... Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I envy you in that in that respect. I mean, I, I uh, you know, getting into wrestling in one form or another is something I wanted to do since I was a kid, and it took me until, you know, just within the last two years to just say, well, you know, I, I know enough about wrestling. I can talk about it for, you know, a couple hours a week. Why don't I just do a podcast? But uh, so I, I definitely envy the, the journey that you've had in in uh, in the wrestling industry. It's very, very cool to hear. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, eventually I went to Bodyslam.net and I was there for for quite some time. Then I went over to Still Chair and Vulture Hound and... I went over to Daily DDT. I went to the Chair Shot. You know, shout out to, to you know, pretty much all those. Um, and then I just decided to create what we know as Pro Wrestling Empire. Now it's you know unfortunate you know with the way things are right now. We are a little slow on things, but we will always have content, and we always are affiliated with other other people, podcasters, and photographers. So that's why we're still we're still here and we're still going. That's awesome. The only wrestling platform not about the (laughs) the only wrestling platform not about the clicks and not about the money. So, yeah, I I definitely know know that uh, that feeling (laughs) all too well. (laughs) But I and I gotta ask. I mean, as a wrestling journalist, I mean, especially the the last couple of days with all of the announcements coming down from WWE. What what's your opinion on like all the releases that we saw just yesterday? Um. Uh, honestly, it does not surprise me. I am not the least bit surprised in the course of actions that have occurred. And that's yeah, not true. Yeah, no, I, I I, didn't find it real surprising. I, th- I think it was more like just kind of a shock than really a surprise. Just a shock to see so mm-hmm. many releases all at one time. But I, I don't, like you said, I don't think it was a huge surprise just to see like you know, basically 30 plus people released all in yeah. one day is crazy. Yeah, no, it's, and there is more to come. I will say that there are more coming up. Whether people want to believe it or not, um, we are hurting as an industry, but we have survived worse, in my opinion. 
Oh, yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is I tried to explain this to someone on my timeline. And, <laughs> and how'd and that go for said, you? <laughs> um, you know, I can't necessarily be angry, but it does frustrate me when people have the lack of foresight and the lack of anything in this industry other than just being a fan for 45 years. You being a fan of 45 years does not in any way make me, in, you know, unsuperior to you. I'm not saying I'm more superior than you, but I will. And I told him, you know, I will tell you we have survived worse in this industry that we thought we weren't going to survive. And at the end of the day, I think we will come back stronger as a community. We'll come back stronger as an industry. But right now, we just have to remain positive and do our best with everything we can. If you if you miss your fave, it, go go tell them, go 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 tag them and tell them, hey, you know, I miss seeing you on Impact. I miss seeing you in New Japan. I miss seeing you in Rev Pro. Just go let them know, man. Just let them know that you still remember them. You know, if you can afford it, you know. Buy something from their big cartel. Buy something from their home promotion. Buy something from Pro Wrestling Tees. Just, you know, just... And all I can say to people is just remain positive right now. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. There, There's so many negative people out there, and so many people think they just know everything there is to know and, you know, want to uh, just be, for lack of a better word, just be total downers online it's like what well, what are you accomplishing other than you know pissing people off excuse my language but <laughs> that's really yeah. all they're all they're doing yeah and i just tell them you know like that in no way makes you more superior than me and i'm not saying i'm more superior than you mm-hmm. but the fact that you want to just by you saying that you're wishing death on an industry that you claim you love yeah so, and i, I I saw that, you know, more than once yesterday about, you know, all these people getting released. And, and I mean, it, it, I don't care what the industry is. Somebody losing their job is, is a tragic thing. You know, it, it's, it, you know, it's, and, it's and impeding their ability. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been in the situ- same situation before. I've lost jobs in the past and, you know, it, it puts a strain on their ability to support themselves and their families. So anybody that can go out there and make fun of something like that or say that that person deserves it or whatever is just, uh, that that's exactly. just not a good person. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm not one to point the fingers. I'm not, like I said, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, you yeah, know, I'm better than you or I'm more superior than you. I just want you to remain positive. And then I tell them at the end of the day, we will be okay as a community. We will be okay as an industry and we just have to remain positive. You know, if, You've always wanted to interact with your fave. Hey, now is the time. Now is the time. Go for it. Go tell them how much you love them. Hell, go tell fucking, you know, go tell Kenny Omega that that Okada, him and Okada's, like, sequence of matches were the greatest thing you've ever seen. You know, go fucking tell um, El Phantasma that you miss his rope walking. Go tell Tessa, you know, that, that she you know, has accomplished so much in this industry, you know, as a female and how amazing she is. Go, you know, just go, go tell them, go tell Martina that you miss her antics. 
you know, just go, you know, like now yeah. is the time if you want, if you want to interact with everyone, go for it. Yeah, because most of them are doing pretty much the same thing the rest of us are. They're sitting at home. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of them would be happy for the uh, for the interaction and for the for the support. Yeah, go tell Adam Brooks you're excited when, when Ring of Art Honor starts up, that you're excited to see him, you know, beyond Australia. By all means, just go for it, man. Like, now is the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I honestly believe the same thing. Like you said, you know, it, it it's going to be okay. It, it, things are not good right now, but it's going to get better. It's going to, you know, be okay. Wrestling and just like everything else, it's going to bounce back. So with that being said, like when things start getting back to semi-normal, what... Uh, like what are you? What are you most looking forward to? Like wrestling wise, is it a particular show or a particular event, or uh, is is there anything in particular? Um, really, I'm just excited to for the travel again. I'm excited to go to Canada. I'm excited to go to Vegas. I'm I'm excited to be able to see everyone. That's what I'm most excited about at the end of the day. That's awesome. And see, I, I'm not a big traveler, so yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely, definitely can uh, respect and, and appreciate that as well. And hopefully, hopefully you make your way back to Chicago so we get to hang out again. Oh, oh, we're, that's already being planned. Don't worry. That's awesome. Already, <laughs> it's already being planned. You know, I'm going to be at another Warrior event as soon as we start up. So... Yeah, I actually I talked to talked to Steve from Warrior uh, last week. Had him on the show, and he, you know, uh, we were talking about not really about what they're planning, but uh, you know that they're definitely, you know, keeping keeping in touch, keeping all of the pieces moving for when everything does get opened back up, so that they can get their next show uh, planned and and going. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that one myself. Yeah, uh, you know, it, don't worry, that's where we've been planned. I'll be back in Chicago. Eventually, once you know everything's cleared up, uh, I'll be back. It's it's all good, you know. I'm not too worried. Um, as far as shows, you know, other than traveling, I'm very excited for DDT and Noah, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I'm pretty much excited to go to some AEW events. You know, I'm excited to go. You know, visit Matt at Defy, go check out all the Defy shows that are being planned at the end of the year. Hopefully, you know, everything goes solid and, you know, we can still have those shows. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm, you know, that's really it. I'm excited to just basically get around to seeing everyone. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just excited for, you know, to be able to... Uh... Just to be able to get to an event, honestly, myself, I just, I, I'm like having withdrawals here. The last live event that I was at was the Warrior event in December, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm itching to get, get uh, someplace where there's some wrestling going on. Yeah, no, absolutely, and you know, Warriors always had great events. So. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, and, and Steve, Steve is just the greatest guy in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's just a great feel to be there, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to attending again yeah and you you weren't at the last one so you missed uh tessa blanchard getting slammed on my announce table <laughs> yeah no i was not at the last one um, i'm not sure exactly i think i can't remember what was going on that week that i didn't make it but um 
I think we might have been doing some coverage for ECCW now that I think about it in Vancouver. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, okay. I think, yeah, because I did. I remember I I messaged you and asked you if you were going to be there, and you 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 did mention that. So yeah, that's that's what I believe I was going on. I think that might have been. Yeah, I think that's what I was handling. Uh, for as long as for you know Pro Wrestling Empire, well, when it was Indie Empire, that's what we were handling was mm-hmm. keeping um keeping everyone updated because you know that that's what we do. We update our social media and then it loads to our website to our fifty six k readers. So. So even if they are not following us on Twitter, they don't really have to because the feed, the live feed actually loads on our website. Oh, awesome. So talking about the website, where can everybody find you and PW Empire online as far as social media, the website? Where can they find you guys at? Uh, Oh, real easy. Um, We changed actually our URL. So it's PW-Empire. So... PW as in pro wrestling dash empire.com. And if you want to find us on social media, you can follow us. You cannot follow us. Hell, just bookmark us. We're fine with it. We know you see it because we check our insights all the time. Um, it's pro W empire. So P R O W as in whiskey and then empire. So yeah, follow us. Don't follow us either way. It's okay. We know y'all are paying attention and same with um, Instagram as well. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely I follow you. I follow PW Empire. I think I check your feed so much. Like when I open my social media first thing in the morning, yours is the first one that pops up most of the time. Oh, it's because I don't really sleep a lot. But if you want to follow me directly, you can at Ash R Nova, A S H R N O V A. Um, you can also follow my assistant or my second, which is OG Puro Queen, which is Courtney. And you can also follow our editor who runs the True Penny Show, which is Sheriff Lone Star. So there. Awesome. Very cool. I don't want to keep you too long, uh, but uh, I do appreciate you coming on the show, spending some time talking. And, yeah, always, always a pleasure to talk to you. And, uh, yeah, like we were saying, you know, hopefully we uh, – not hopefully we're going to make it through all this craziness that's going on. and and We're going to be fine. Yeah, definitely, and we'll be able to uh, be able to hang out at a warrior show sometime soon, relatively soon. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a given. We are, ain't no doubt awesome. about it. I was just happy that you actually recognized me. <laughs> you know, you know, I did. Like, I caught you out of the corner of my eye while I was sitting there doing commentary, and I'm like, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's her. And, and but it's like I'm doing commentary. I can't get up and come and say hi to you, so I didn't get a chance to talk to you until the end of the show and then i'm like i don't know what to call her so i just used your twitter handle. yeah i was el ghost mama at the time yeah yeah so i'm like i'm like the most popular handle but yeah simple it's ash arnova now yeah because i i'm like do i call her ashley do i call her empress do i call her ghost mama damn um i i don't care you can call me you can call me Ashley, you can call me Empress, you can call me Ghost Mama. I'm known by many things in this world, so well, either I know, one so, I'm cool with. Some people are very particular about those things, and that's, like, the last thing I want to do is, like, offend anybody or call them by the wrong name or something that they're, you know, not okay with. So, like, uh, some yeah, like yeah. some people don't even want you to use their first name because it's, like, they don't want you to be that familiar with them, and they want to be very formal about things. So it's like, oh, well, her Twitter handle should be safe. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, you can call, like I tell people, you can call me, you can call me Ashar, you know, Ashar Nova. You can call me Empress. You can call me Ashley Rose. You can call me Ashley Rose Nova. You can call me El Ghost Mama or Ghost Mama. I, I'm known by all those things, so we're good <laughs> at the end of the day. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out for a few minutes. And uh, yeah, like I said, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, I, I will definitely be seeing you soon whenever you're in Chicago again. Yeah, you know, and I wish the same for everyone else. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I'll uh, let you go for right now. And, uh, yeah, again, thank you. And it was great talking to you. You too. Bye. All right. Thanks. All right, so that is my interview with the Empress Ashley Rose Nova. Uh, you know, definitely uh, find her on on Twitter, on Instagram. Give her a follow. Give her her magazine, uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Empire. Give them a follow. Head to the website, check it out. A uh, lot of lot of cool stuff on there. So if you're into uh, if you're into indie wrestling specifically, definitely give it a look. Uh, you're gonna like what you see. So you know, give uh, give them give them a follow. So moving on to the uh, the next part of the show here, where I kind of call out some of the the uh, eh, not so nice people on the on the internet every week, and this week is no exception. And of course, I am talking about the troll of the week. Alright, so the troll of the week this week is a guy who calls himself Tech Historian, and his uh, his Twitter handle is at Historian of Tech, T-E-C-H, and, and this guy, it, he, for some reason, found the the need to, uh, to question uh, Alicia Atut, who is honestly one of the hardest working people in the pro wrestling business. Uh, and basically saying, uh, you know, questioning her work ethic and saying, oh, she lives at home with her parents and and this and that and uh, she what she does takes no skill. Uh, well, dude, uh, number one, you are way off base that what she does takes no skill because you know what, interviewing people is not easy. She makes it look easy because she's damn good at it. It's not easy. You know, trying to ask questions that haven't been asked a million and five times already and and. You know things like that, and this is uh, Alicia is one. You know she she is a self-made person. You know she she works her tail off to to get the interviews that she gets, and you know to get all of the uh, the exposure that she's had and the uh, the jobs that she's had doing announcing and interviewing for companies like Impact and AEW and MLW. So. Uh, yeah, just just the fact that this dude would question any any of that when it comes to her, it just shows number one he knows nothing. Number two, uh, dude is obviously jealous, you know, because uh, she she's you know she's uh, she's a very very successful at what she does, you know, and that uh, that that brings out the trolls, that brings out the jealousy. So uh, yeah, tech historian. Um, of course, the guy doesn't uh, doesn't use his real name, doesn't put up a picture of himself. Standard dime a dozen internet troll. Um, none of this is is surprising whatsoever. So uh, yeah, it is what it is. So yeah, tech historian, you are the troll of the week. All right. So uh, next, let's move on to the next segment of the show. One of my uh, one of my more favorite parts right now, and I am talking about the uh, the fantasy booker.
So this week's fantasy booker is for fans of Japanese wrestling. And uh, yeah, this is to me basically two of the best Japanese wrestlers of all time. Uh, and I'm talking about Kazuchika Okada and Antonio Inoki. And I mean, you're, you know, Okada, obviously the, the top star in Japan right now. Inoki, the man who founded New Japan Pro Wrestling and uh, probably the most popular uh, wrest uh, Japanese wrestler ever in Antonio Inoki. Uh, uh, it's kind of a toss up between him and Giant Baba. But um, yeah, Inoki versus Okada. Uh, just if you're a fan of Japanese wrestling, I, I'm sure you can uh, appreciate how epic this matchup would be and uh, just how brutal it would be. Um, Inoki, of course, WWE Hall of Famer. Okada has the record for the longest reign as IWGP Heavyweight Champion and uh, the most uh, most title defenses. Inoki, uh, you know, of course, created that title and... Uh, yeah, I just, in my opinion, the two best ever to come out of Japan, and it would just, it would be an epic matchup. It would be a classic matchup. If you want to go with the the star ratings, it'd be a seven star match more than likely. So, uh, yeah, and Antonio Inoki versus Kazuchika Okada. That is that is my fantasy booker for this week. So, getting into the last segment of the show here, kind of a uh, uh, what what typically would be considered an unpopular opinion, and I'm talking about the weekly hot take. So, my hot take for this week is this: there's been so many people, um, you know, just uh, getting really, really down and. Uh, just ripping WWE to shreds for all of the uh, the cuts that they made this week. And you know what? I'm sorry. I know it's not the popular opinion, and I am in no way condoning people losing their jobs. I've been unemployed. It sucks. It's horrible. It's a strain on not only the person who lost their job, it's a strain on their family. But, uh, you know, WWE is a business. I mean, that that's the bottom line of it you know they're a publicly traded company and their top priority is always going to be their bottom line and their stockholders you know and that that's the way those type of companies work whether it's wwe or whether it's some big tech company or whatever you know when you're talking about a major publicly traded corporation that that's it the you know the bottom line and the stockholders those are the priorities and you know, I think it was uh, I think it was Meltzer or one of the other dirt cheap guys saying, "Oh, WWE had, has enough money that they could have, you know, afforded to keep these people, and uh, they had like 900 million in uh, in liquid assets, and they, you know, they paid out dividends to their stockholders that they uh, they if they wouldn't have paid those out, they could have kept those people on the payroll." And you know what? It doesn't work that way. Business doesn't work that way. Just because they have nine hundred million in liquid assets, first of all, does not mean they have nine hundred million dollars in cash sitting in the drawer somewhere. Okay, that's not what liquid assets means. That just means they have actually nine hundred million dollars worth of something. You know, it's a combination of cash and property and equipment and you know stuff that they own. That's that's what it means. It doesn't mean that they have that kind of cash on hand. And, you know, I'm sure somebody would make the argument, well, they could have sold off some of this stuff. To who? 
who's doing business right now that they could have sold that stuff to? What wrestling company is is uh, working right now that they could have sold some rings to? What uh, what production company is working that they could have sold some lighting and some cameras to 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 make some cash? Uh, it, it it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. And as far as not paying out the dividends to their stockholders that would be disastrous for the company as a whole okay because you know if if say I, I forget what it was per share what the dividend was that they were going to pay out but if they turn around and said well, we're not going to pay you guys this dividend on your stock so that we can pay our employees how many stockholders would turn around and dump their stocks the wwe stock price would tank at that point and maybe i'm exaggerating a little bit but it would take a hit and it's already taking a lot of hits you look at one point wwe stock was over a hundred dollars a share to now i i think it's what somewhere between 30 and 40 dollars a share wwe stock has already taken a big hit over the last year to two years and you know if you turn around and tell your stockholders we're not going to pay you a dividend this quarter so that we can uh, maintain our our uh, our contractors and employees the stockholders ain't going to go for it I'm sorry, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I agree with that mentality. You know, if if these stockholders had any, any compassion at all, they would have voluntarily given up these uh, uh, dividends and said, "No, keep you know keep your employees so they can feed their families and everything." And you know, because when you're talking about stockholders and board of directors, these are people that are not hurting for money, losing a a, a dime a share dividend. Uh, on a piece of stock is not going to cripple them or cause their family to starve so just get that out of the way right there but uh you know it's just it's the way business works and it sucks and it's the way you know it's the way of america unfortunately you know the the a company like that has to answer to their stockholders and they have to always be concerned about their bottom line and that's exactly what it was and like i said there were like 50 uh, 53, 54, um, just, uh, on the, on the wrestling side of things that were released, uh, in, in a single day, basically. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run down a quick list here of, uh, wrestlers, and some of these are NXT guys that had not even made their, uh, their debut yet. Uh, they, you know, had just, uh, they've been signed with the company and they've been working at the PC, but they've not made their debut either on TV and some, in some cases, not even on house shows. Uh, and these names are Rocky, Mohamed Fahim, uh, Marcos Gomes, uh, Fasil Curdy, Edgar Lopez, Hussein Aldegal, Cassius Ono was one that was just recently announced within the last day or so. That's, uh, you know, that, that's huge because Ono's been with NXT for quite a long time, um. You know, he's one that I fully expected to end up being a producer or a trainer at some point because uh, he wasn't uh, wasn't used on TV that much anymore. Uh, Tino Sabatelli, uh, Cesar Bononi, Mars Wang, Tainara Conti, one that uh, people had speculated had been wanting her release anyway, but, uh, you know, for it to come this way is, is just uh, just sad. Uh, Nick Comoroto, I believe is how you pronounce it. Alyssa Marino, Dan Matha, MJ Jenkins, Deanna Perrazzo, another big name. Alexander Jaxic, uh, getting into the uh, the main roster here. We got Rusev, No Way Jose, Mike and Maria Kanellis. Um, you know, not not a huge surprise with Mike and Maria. I know they had both asked for their releases previously, then ended up re-signing. Obviously, with the amount of money that they were offered, you know, who who wouldn't, especially with. Uh, uh, two young kids. I mean, you know, you go 
when when you have a family to think about, you go for the the most secure option, or at least what you think is the most secure option. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mike and Maria Canellis, uh, Primo and Epico, who I I honestly didn't even know were still contracted to WWE. Uh, Eric Rowan, little bit of a surprise on that one, because uh, he had been you know featured on uh, pretty prominently on Raw. Uh, the last several months with the whole uh, cage storyline and that the reveal and that was kind of anticlimactic um so you know could uh, could could Rowan end up in uh in AEW with uh, with Luke Harper who knows I don't I don't think AEW would do that it would be too much of a rehash of the Wyatt family but uh, Rowan's one who's not going to be uh not going to have a hard time finding work once things open back up again uh Sarah Logan Kind of a, a little bit of a surprise there. It looked like she was starting to get some more momentum, being featured on TV a little bit more on Raw. And, you know, she she was one that I liked. She was one that I, I was interested to see how her career was going to evolve. Um, probably the biggest names that got released, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Um, you know, they were another one, another team that had uh, just you know, recently re-signed. Uh, but again, you know, these guys are not going to have a hard time finding work. I'm sure they could go back to New Japan anytime that they like. I'm sure they could show up in AEW anytime that they like. Uh, so, you know, Gallows and Anderson, uh, whether they end up back with the Bullet Club or end up with uh, AEW or both, I mean, AEW does uh, allow their people to work in New Japan, so you could very easily see Gallows and Anderson doing both of, both of those things. Uh, EC3, I don't think that one is too much of a surprise. Um, hadn't been used on TV, and I don't know when. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's one that was just from the time he came back to WWE when he left Impact, uh, just not, uh, not used properly at all. So, I personally, I'd like to see him go back to Impact because he was he was the top guy there. He was the the number one star. So, uh, I, I would not mind at all seeing EC3 going back to Impact. Uh, Drake Maverick, that one, uh, you know, uh, he released a statement online, a video statement shortly after getting his release, and it was just uh, it was heartbreaking. It, it was. Uh, you know, I, I seriously felt really, really bad. I mean, I feel bad for all of these people being out of work. But, uh, you know, the, the statement that Drake put out was just uh, was heartbreaking. And, and it kind of just adds to it that he's still part of the Cruiserweight Tournament. You know, so it's like, well, you're fired, but we need you to work these three more days. <laughs> you know, it, it just seems cruel to me, honestly, to, to an extent, to... Uh, tell a guy he's released, but we still need you to work these TV tapings. Um, so, yeah, Drake Drake Maverick released. Uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder been with WWE seems like forever. I want to say at least 15 years. Um, you know, and uh, Hawkins and Ryder, again, two guys who did not get nearly uh, as much TV time and as much attention as they should have. Um, Heath Slater kind of... Um, yeah, honestly, with Heath Slater, I think it's kind of come in full circle because uh, the other two members of 3MB, McIntyre and Jinder Mahal, they both got released, were gone for a little while, came back, and have both been world champions now. So uh, could could the same thing be in the cards for Heath Slater? I know a lot of people have uh, talked about that online, and I you know I think it'd be cool for for all three of those guys that kind of have the same type of journey. So uh, we'll have to see where Heath Slater lands. Uh, Eric Young, he's another one that I wouldn't mind seeing go back to Impact because he has not been used properly in WWE at all. And uh, Leo Rush, 
kind of, kind of a surprise there. Former cruiserweight champion. Um, yeah, so, and he, you know, seemed to be kind of getting, getting himself back on track. He had kind of fallen out of favor there for a little while with some stuff with WWE, but uh, seemed to be getting back on track, was having some great matches on TV, on NXT. Uh, apparently somebody's riding their motorcycle through the alley. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Leo Rush also has been released. Uh, as far as producers, um, now most of the producers are furloughed, basically, like laid off, except for this first name here who was officially released, and that's Kurt Angle. That, to me, was a little bit of a shock that he was just straight-up released and not furloughed. Um, I don't know how his contract was structured, if it was still kind of like a talent contract or if it was a straight producer contract or what, but uh, Kurt Angle released from WWE, uh, as well as Billy Kidman, Mike Rotundo, uh, Pat Buck, Fit Finley, which was probably to me the biggest shock, because uh, I think it's pretty well known. Fit Finley is a producer of a majority of the women's matches in WWE, and he is just so highly, highly respected by everybody in WWE, but particularly by the women's division for everything he's done as far as producing and training and just helping in general with their careers. So uh, Fit Finley released from WWE, uh, Sean Davari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Shane Helms, and Lance Storm. Uh, all of the producers have been released. And, you know, with Lance Storm, that, that's really kind of shitty because, I mean, he just recently returned to WWE as a producer, closed down his wrestling school to do it just, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, and now he's uh, he's released. So, I mean, maybe he can reopen his school that, you know, but uh, we'll have to see have to see what's going to happen with that but that um yeah just some of the some of these names are just crazy uh as far as coaches from the from the performance center serena deeb kendo cashin and ace steel all uh released or furloughed uh announcers aiden english and jerry soto or fur uh jerry solo's furloughed furloughed <laughs> and uh, aiden english was uh, was released uh referee mike mike kyota who's been with wwe for like 30 plus years was released now maybe who knows maybe like i said he's been with wwe 30 years maybe he was getting ready to retire you know and that that's why they released him. i mean he's been with the company for so long i have no doubt he was probably their highest paid referee so he uh you know maybe he volunteered for this i don't know i'm speculating i have not read any of this anywhere but like i said he's been with the company for 30 some years you know, maybe he, you know, maybe he was ready to retire and said, if you get, if you need to lay off referees, start with me, you know, but who knows? I could be way off base. I'm just, like I said, I'm spitballing here. Uh, on the creative team, uh, Andrea Listenberger was let go. She is the one credited with uh, the majority of the work on the Otis and Mandy storyline. And then some other on-air talent, Josiah Williams and John Quasto. So that, that is the most complete list or the most recent one that i've seen anyway i don't think any any more names have been added since those uh, i saw speculation about some other names like mickey james and uh, bo dallas curtis axel um and uh kona reeves and, and stuff like that but i didn't see confirmation on any of those so that's why i'm i did not include those in uh, in this list because i didn't did not see confirmation on any of those names. These are the ones that I've read, you know, have been confirmed either by WWE or by the the talent themselves. So, uh, 
yeah, just a crazy, crazy week in uh, in pro wrestling. So uh, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, as always, you know, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening and watching on all the podcasting platforms and on YouTube. Coming up in two uh, two weeks, it's going to be the 100th episode of the show. Uh, I'm going to try and do something special for that. I don't know what yet. Probably going to replay some of the uh, some of the cooler interviews that I've had over the last couple of years with the show because uh, this show has given me the opportunity to talk to some really really cool people. So I'll probably you know replay some of my uh, my favorite interviews and uh, obviously going to you know still go over the same basic stuff as far as what's going on in wrestling and giving my uh, thoughts and opinions on everything. But uh, that's coming up in two weeks, so i got a little bit of time to plan that. I'll have some more information on that hopefully next week. But again, thank you to everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on all the different platforms. Make sure you're following on social media at CatchHookShoot. Uh, CatchHookShoot at gmail.com is the uh, is the email. Patreon.com slash CatchHookShoot for bonus content. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash CatchHookShoot for all your t-shirt needs. Gotta say thank you once again to uh, the Empress Ashley Rose Nova for taking some time to talk to me this week and for being on the show. And as always, thank you to Charlie G for his contribution with the Indie Cut. So with that, I am going to sign off. Hope everybody has a great week, and I will talk to you guys soon.